Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The uh, Tourism Industry Association of Canada doesn't like arrived can at all. They want to see it gone, as does the National Airlines Council of Canada. Just looking at some news stories here that are just a couple of weeks old. And uh, Arrive Can continues to make headlines and people continue to challenge the, um, that particular app and the need to fill it out before you re-enter Canada from another part of the world or even just, you know, trip across the border. There's also the punitive side of things. I'm looking at a uh, tweet from Health Canada and the Public Health Agency of Canada. Attention travelers, violating any instructions provided when you entered Canada is an offense under the Quarantine Act and could lead up to six months in prison and or a $750,000 fine. So ArriveCan, is it a useful tool to screen those entering this country? From COVID infection or a failure because far fewer travelers than the federal government claims, they say 99% of airline passengers and 94% of land border crossers actually use ArriveCan before entering the country. That's been disputed by the Customs and Immigration Union President, Mark Weber. He testified about this before a parliamentary committee on the ArriveCan app. And Mr. Weber joins us on the Roy Green Show. Mark, thank you very much for taking the time. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. 99% of airline, 94% of land border crossers use ArriveCan before they arrive at a Canadian airport or land border entry point, says the government. What do your officers tell you? What does your information tell you? Yeah, those numbers are completely false. Uh, it's 99 and 94% after we've assisted them to complete the app. The actual number arriving with the app already completed would likely be closer to 60 or 70% which is really contributing to a lot of the uh, the excessive wait times we've seen this summer. Is this also a decreasing number when you say 60 to 70%? Is it going down? Is the compliance number going down? Really doesn't seem to have changed very much. We have travelers who didn't know it existed. We have some who just refused to fill it out. We have some who have difficulty filling out uh, the app, some who don't even have the smartphone technology to do it. There's a lot of different reasons, but uh, clearly people are having difficulty with it. Yeah, I was talking to somebody who's in that bureaucracy the other day, just asking questions, and I said, what happens if you're in an area where Wi-Fi is poor? You're on vacation in an area where the Wi-Fi just doesn't work properly, but you have to return to Canada, and you have to fill out the app and do what you have to do within 72 hours of returning to the border. So what do you do? If you can't get at it, how do you fill it out? And uh, the point that was made to me was, well, it's at the discretion of the border officer anyway, so don't worry about it. So I thought that's a bit of an unusual response from a government official. If you can't fill it out, don't worry about it. You never hear that from CRA. No, I mean, it's really not discretionary. We do have uh, what we're calling the mulligan rule. We have a one-time exemption that's been in place for a little bit now for people who've not filled it out, where we are entering that information saying we gave them the exemption this time, Next time, they're going to have to fill it out. But it's not discretionary, and it's not up to each officer to make that decision. It's, it's obligatory. And when you talk about, 
you know, being in foreign countries and having to fill out the app. I mean, roaming fees are not inexpensive. It's difficult for a lot of people to do. Yeah. Uh, we do have smaller ports that don't have uh, data available. So, yeah, it's a challenge. So if uh, you're a person who drives to the border, let's say, and uh, you haven't filled it out because you're not really conversant with doing things online or you haven't been able to access it because of Wi-Fi challenges. So you arrive at the border, you're, you know, you're nervous, you have your papers, you have your proof of vaccination. What will the officer do? Are you telling me if it's a first-time reality, the officer will let you go? Yes, you get a one-time exemption. We'll explain to you how it's obligatory and make sure that you know that it's a one-time exemption. Uh, other than that, though, it, it absolutely does have to be completed by everyone. Have you spoken with the minister about this? Have you had an opportunity to exchange ideas and thoughts about a RIFECAN? Yeah, I, we, we did get the opportunity to meet with them earlier in August. We had a very good meeting. Uh, we, we did share, and, and what I think we can provide is the experience of the people working the front line who have these travelers coming in every day. And it is very frustrating for our members when we hear, you know, numbers, given of 99, 94, 95% um, when we spend most of our time at the border now acting as IT consultants, helping people fill out an app, it, it's nowhere close to 99%. And I think the question that's being asked is often the wrong question. We're, we're asking whether or not the app is faster to collect the data that's being collected. Obviously, having someone pre-fill out the information on an app is faster than us asking each traveler each question. But I think the real question that should be asked is, do all those questions have to be filled out? If the only requirement is to show to me, the officer, that I'm vaccinated, you can do that by simply showing me your vaccination certificate on your yeah. phone. Yeah. Right? Well, that's what the Americans do. Yeah. I called them as well. And they said, so what happens when you get to the border? If you're a Canadian driving into the United States, you haven't been back for a few years because of COVID, but you have your, um, you know, you've been vaccinated, you have the proof of it. They said, uh, as long as you have... Uh, have it on your phone, photo on your phone. We can identify who you are. We can read it properly. You're on your way. And, and you know, we're, not, um, we're not, not public health experts. No one working at the border is a doctor. We're, we're hoping that there's some, you know, legitimate health and safety reasons why all of these additional questions are being made mandatory. But some of them, it, it is hard to, to see where the usefulness of having to complete all of that is, especially when we hear about, you know, we're not doing contact tracing anymore. Um, we're really us working at the border kind of lost as to why we have to take up all of our time doing that, and especially so when we're already very critically understaffed at our borders. So you take that really serious understaffing, and then you add the requirements of spending hours upon hours helping people complete an online app. It's, uh, it's a desperate situation for us. So if I hear you correctly then, the fact that the apps aren't filled out at the level the government says, and more like 60 to 70%, like you've told us, does that then translate, because you just said hours and hours, does that translate potentially to hours and hours of extended wait to the border simply because of our can? It has added significantly to the wait times at the border, and we did see peak summer. We're seeing land borders with three, four, five-hour wait times. We've all seen the news reports of the, uh, the lineups at the airport. It is absolutely adding to the wait times, yes. Now, an unrelated, not unrelated question, but, uh, but one I need to ask you, it's different, and we've had a lot of talk about firearms, and firearms legislation and bringing firearms into, uh, 
into Canada and smuggled firearms. How often do your members find smuggled firearms? And I mean with intent entering this country from the U.S., not just American travelers who took a wrong turn and found themselves entering Canada when they really had no intention of coming to this country. How often do you find, uh, do you intercept smuggled arms, firearms? I mean, with intent, I don't have those statistics in front of me, so I don't want to give you a wrong number. And I think it would be fair to say that quite a few of the ones that we do seize are not intentional. It's people who happen to have it on them who forgot that they had it on them. Um, Really, I mean, we we should be seizing a lot more than we are. And again, it really speaks to the understaffing that we have at our borders right now. And I don't know if you know this, but we're seeing... Um, increased functionalities being added onto the ArriveCan app. One of those is an online declaration ability. Uh, We've not been consulted on what the plan of that is, but we're really afraid that this is being developed to be kind of like a, um, like those automated kiosks are at the airport, right? Where Mm -hmm. someone can declare ahead of time, they show up at the border, they scan their phone, and they go through unless they've declared something. I mean, if, if we're really wanting our officers to do the jobs that we're there to do and and find those firearms. We need people at the border to interview travelers. We need them there to search people's cars. That's not going to be done through any online app. And that really, above, you know, our discussion around the wait times and the extra work, for our members, for our union, that is really a big concern when we see this this over-reliance on technology that, that really, like what they put in place at the airport, does not work. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.